Coming up on the Keto Camp Podcast, we welcome Dr. Kate Shanahan. I would stake my reputation on this, and I said this on a national HBO show, Real Time with Bill Maher. I said, you show me uh, one person who's been avoiding these seed oils for five years, and they don't also have like Lyme disease or some other serious immune issue, who had a serious case of the corona where they were in the intensive care unit. And I'm wrong, you know, one person, you've proved me wrong, but nobody, I've I've heard not a peep. We have access to ancient healing strategies such as ketosis, fasting, and carnivore. And on the Keto Camp Podcast, we are determined to deliver the science to you. We bring in the thought leaders in this space to have extraordinary conversations so you could apply it and change your life. Your body was built to thrive. Your body is capable of healing as long as you identify the interference and remove it. I believe you are a masterpiece because you are a piece of the master. My name is Ben Azadi. I'm the best-selling author of Keto Flex, and I want to thank you for spending part of your day with me. The perhaps mo- most important thing that's very not flashy, that almost nobody was talking about, but in my mind was you know super important, was to get them off the killer, what I call the hateful eight seed oils. Yeah, you talk about it here in your book, the uh, the fat burn fix that I'm holding up here. Yeah, because those things are completely incompatible with athletic performance. They promote inflammation. They, the inflammation saps your energy. It damages your joints. It makes you feel tired. So they're like the, the opposite of what an athlete needs. So that was a big part of my job was actually calling ahead to all the hotel chefs and finding out, okay, so what is it on the menu that they can actually order? Um, And then making sure that the guys that were invested in their health knew what to order and what to avoid from the in-room dining menus. So what are the hateful eights? Let's get into this. So these are high polyunsaturated fatty acid oils. And I can explain what polyunsaturated fatty acid is, but mostly what you need to know is the names of the oils. So uh, there's three C's and three S's that you have to look for when you're grocery shopping. So that's corn, canola, cotton seeds, soy, sunflower, safflower. And then when you're in the restaurants and even fine dining, like either five-star hotels that the Lakers would stay at, there's rice bran and grapeseed oil. So that's the eight of them. And why are they bad for us is because they are too high in these unstable fatty acids that's the category called polyunsaturated fatty acids. And that's the kind that Ansel Keys is telling people that we need to eat more of and carrying on his horror, legacy of horror in places like Tufts and Harvard, we have you know the figureheads of, of these Ivy League institutions sending the same message out that we need to eat more of these polyunsaturated fatty acids. And they're just horrible for us for so many reasons. You know, it would take an entire series of podcasts just to cover it properly. But the short story is they damage your mitochondria and they promote inflammation. And, you know, they're, they are incompatible with health. Yet, we are getting 30, the average person who doesn't know to avoid these things, even if they're kind of a health nut, is probably getting somewhere between 
30 and 50% of their total daily calories from these things and like 80% of their fat calories from these things. That is alarming um, because the body has no use for it, right? It get, they get stuck around the cell membrane. They create inflammation around the cell membrane. And all of a sudden, this bodyguard, which is the cell membrane, starts to get inflamed and send signals to the DNA, creating disease. I want to take a quick break here to share with you about the dangers of taking fish oil. I know, shocking. I was somebody who took fish oil every single day for years. And then I came across a ton of research showing the dangers of consuming fish oil. I immediately found an amazing product called Pureform. Pureform is a plant-based omega. And the cool thing about Pureform is that it is uniquely processed with nitrogen to preserve it and make sure it does not oxidize. These essential fatty acids are cold pressed and you get the proper balance of omega-6 and omega-3 to feed your cells what it desires. We know that life begins and ends at the cell membrane. And when you have the proper fats, the building blocks for those cell membranes, all of a sudden, your fat-burning hormones can do its job. So you lose weight. All of a sudden, your cells produce energy, so you feel good. So we know that cellular health is key for performance and longevity. So I've been taking Pureform every single day my dog takes it every single day. So does my girlfriend and my mom. This is how much I love the product. If you want to get your bottle delivered to your door, head over to purelifescience.com. Check them out. Order a bottle or two, and you'll be amazed by how you feel after taking this just after a few days. That is purelifescience.com. Use the coupon code BEN4 to apply a $4 off coupon. That is BEN4. B-E-N and the number four. International shipping is available. Okay, let's go back into this episode of the Keto Camp Podcast. So I want to get into it because I talk a lot about the vegetable oils. I um, interviewed a gentleman named Brian Peskin. I don't know if you're familiar with his work, but he wrote a great book. I think you'd totally geek out with him. It's called The PEO Solution. So he talks a lot about vegetable oils, about these unstable fats. And I interviewed him in person here in Miami. And I said, Professor Peskin, What's worse, smoking cigarettes or these vegetable oils? And I know you've had this conversation before with Dave Asprey and others. And he, according to his research, and I'd love to, to hear your thoughts on his research, according to this, the stats here, he said if somebody smoked two packs of cigarettes every single day for about 28 years, their chances of developing lung cancer is about 16%, according to his research. And then he said, if somebody ate these cooked vegetable oils, these toxic eight, hateful eight, for every single day for up to 28 years, their chances of developing a cancer and or heart disease was about 86%. So how does that line up with your research? Yeah, I would say it's probably close. If you include other diseases that you don't want, like Alzheimer's and autoimmune diseases, we're approaching 100. Because without these seed oils, we would not have the burden of chronic disease that we do because we, you know, now, as opposed to a hundred years ago, we know about things like vitamins and minerals, right? And so we were healthier a hundred years ago and we didn't have a clue about vitamins or minerals or polyunsaturated fatty acids or anything, right? So like, I would think that if you put together the ability to quantify the nutrients that we need, 
and just the ability to avoid this toxic thing that you could pretty much make yourself cancer-proof, pretty close, heart attack-proof, autoimmune disorder-proof, and Alzheimer's-proof. That covers a lot of ground, right? So, I mean, my thing is that these things are responsible for at least 95% of what primary care doctors are doing every day. And, you know, about that much in terms of healthcare expenditures, which are in the trillions of dollars. Yeah, well, that's, that's alarming, almost 100% of disease. Uh, you know, I know about these oils because of your work and, of course, Dr. Papa's work and Brian Peskin. And I, when I go to restaurants, I, I drive the waiters and waitresses crazy because I'm always asking the questions. What do you cook your food with? It's always going to be a soybean or some sort of olive oil blend, which has <laughs> soybean. So I tell them I'm allergic. Uh, my girlfriend's allergic. Can we have something else like butter? And, you know, most of the time they do it. But we got to do that to eliminate those hits and, and our body will heal, uh, like Dr. Shanahan just explained. But I want to talk more about these because in your book, The Fat Burn Fix, which everybody has to go get this book either on Audible or the physical copy. I actually have both. I listen to it and I read it because it's so good. You talk about uh, the great exchange, how in, in the history of nutrition, there was the great exchange that happened there that resulted in what we're dealing with today. So talk about this great exchange. Yes. Well, thank you um, for saying that. Um, so yeah, um, the the actually I don't remember what is the great exchange. Do I, that's me. I say that. Yeah, yeah. You said it in your book. <laughs> <a good> so, <laughs> so what? So we we took these saturated fats that we were oh, eating, yeah. and then we you kind of you kind of already touched upon it, but I want you to talk a little bit more how we exchanged them for these poofas. That's what. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So right. I mean, that's really what we did is we were having the bulk of our fat calories come from saturated and monounsaturated. And now we have a tiny minority of our fat calories coming from the saturated monounsaturated, and, and it's all PUFA. And what you said earlier is so important is that, you know, after a certain point, we, our body has nothing to do with them. And that issue about the certain point is such a, a confusing, and like, it's how the dietitians get it all wrong, right? Like, the dietitians who aren't like haven't been awakened, right? Like you and I, we've been sort of awakened, right? There are good, there are dietitians who have been awakened as well. But you know, the standard thinking is that people who are saying what we are saying, we just don't understand how saturated fat just clogs your arteries and is problem inflammatory, right? That's the standard thinking because we don't understand how you need these polyunsaturated fatty acids, and if you don't get them, you're going to die. And so th that's true to an extent, right? We need something like 2% of our total daily calories to come from omega-3 and omega-6, and probably an equal quantity or maybe slightly more omega-3 than omega-6. Oh, really? You, you think we need more omega-3 than omega-6? Well, I, I think we do. And if you want to talk about that, you know, that's an interesting sidebar, sure, that we definitely can have. But the great exchange, and I can't believe I, I came up with that term and then forgot about it, but you know, you're like in a different <laughs> zone when you're writing. <laughs> totally. I'll remind you. I'll be the person to remind you. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, that, that exchange is, is just like the deadly thing that opened the door to chronic disease. And, and here we are. Because once you exceed that 2%, maybe 4%, but you continue to consume PUFAs, 
your body has nowhere to put them. So they have to end up in your body fat, right? Your cells are pretty much control freaks. And to the extent that they can, they try to limit the amount that's going to go into their membranes and inside them. You know, they, there's a point at which they can't really limit or they can't control it. But, but so for the most part, it's going to have to end up in your body fat. And that includes visceral fat. So we have a lot of people, you know, who are on the skinny side, but they have this central obesity. And that's because when you have so much PUFA in your diet, your body can't even traffic it properly. And um, it doesn't want to go in your body fat. So it kind of just stays in the first place that it lands in your body, which is in the fat lining your intestines called the visceral fat. So that great exchange is what opened up the door to all chronic diseases. And all you have to do is, is reverse that, <laughs> you know, like, uh, who was that Willy Wonka in the chocolate factory says, scratch that, reverse it, and start eating much more of the mono and saturated fatty acids and just clear your, your life of the PUFAs and the seed oils because you're gonna get enough of the polyunsaturated fatty acids from whole foods as long as you have like any kind of nuts and seeds in your diet, or um, if you want to do like a carnivore diet, if you get fish, and, you know, wild fish and properly raised animals in your diet. There's so much I want to talk about with you, and I'm uh, going to be disciplined and keep it on course with what we're saying here. I just did 40 days of carnivore, by the way, and my C-reactive protein, amongst other inflammatory markers, all dropped. I went 1.1 on day one of carnivore to 0.5 on day 40 of nothing but animal fat and, and saturated fat, and I did a whole panel. But anyways, uh, that just goes to show that we are actually designed to eat these stable, saturated fats that are delicious too, so why not eat them? You mentioned that you believe we need about a one-to-one -one or even a higher omega-3 than omega-6 ratio in our diet? Yes, that's because the omega-3 saturated fatty acids are more unstable than the omega-6. And so even on a healthy diet, they're more likely to kind of get damaged in the process of cooking or, you know, just have some kind of a stray-free radical kind of damage them and, and take them out, right? So in order for the amount that's ultimately absorbed into your body to be equal, we need a little bit more of omega-3 sources in the food that we eat, if that makes sense. If, if we cook, right, especially if we cook. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. So if we're consuming unadulterated, you know, healthy, stable fats, which include omega-6 and omega-3, out of those two, omega-6 and omega-3, omega-3 is more unstable than the omega-6. So to make up that difference, we consume more omega-3 to make up the difference. Is that, did I get that right? Exactly, exactly so. Okay, interesting, right. okay. And you know, the cell membrane, I talk about this often, the cell membrane is, well, I think 28 to 33% omega-6, correct? Something around there. Um, you know, it's hard to know because you would have to look at people who are on a completely healthy wild diet, right? So how are we really going to find you would have to do that research on like something like uh like the hadza or the maasai but 40 years ago because now even these traditional people have had their diets adulterated you know so it's like how are you going to find out who's your what's your control you have to do like comparative zoology or something like that right uh, it's hard to know 
Yeah, I don't mean to be evasive, but I, it's, it's no, really, that's a good it's point. <laughs> yeah, you're right. With all the stuff we're eating right now, it's hard to actually know what we're actually designed to have in percentages. I wanted to bring up something though, Ben, before we leave the topic, uh, because the, on this issue of omega-3 being so fragile, even more fragile than omega-6, you can't just supplement more omega-3 and get enough omega-3 in your body if you've been eating a standard American diet. You have to cut out the omega-6 because it's kind of like uh, you know herd immunity, right? We're all, now we're trying to achieve herd immunity so that those people who are never infected don't have to worry so much if they're like fragile, you know, like the over 85, the elderly population, you get 70% of the population immune so that you know, people who have never been exposed are less likely to be exposed. So it's kind of like that with free radicals in your body, right? So we have so much omega-6 and omega-3 in our body, but mostly it's omega-6, that there's so much tendency to inflammation and free radicals. If we just eat um, you know, a whole bunch of omega-3, it gets destroyed. It, it cannot, our liver, we don't have the antioxidants, so it just doesn't quite make it into, into our body tissues. What we have to do is cut out this omega-6. And there's been studies that show that if you cut out omega-6 without increasing your intake of omega-3, your blood levels of omega-3 start to rise. Because what little you've been getting stops being destroyed so fast. So it's very complicated. This whole issue of oxidation science, it's very complicated and there's a lot to consider. And so that's why I had to write the Fat Burn Big Fix, basically focusing on the effects of vegetable oil on your metabolism and your ability, your body's ability to generate energy only. Because like I said, you could do a whole series of courses on what the heck has happened to our health because of vegetable mm -hmm. oil. Yeah, and you know, a lot of people don't distinguish between adultered omega-6 and unadulterated omega-6. So when you're saying right. when you're saying reduce your omega-6, you're talking about the adultered, unstable omega-6s, just to make that clear. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's very important. And, and it's hard to get way too much if you're not using these if consuming these right. seed yeah, oils. Absolutely. You're right. And then, you know, this brings me to the point of fish oil. Fish oil. If we look at it from a biochemistry standpoint, which you do so brilliantly, isn't fish oil an unstable fat as well? Highly, highly. It is the most unstable, right? Because the, the stability comes from the number of double bonds that are located close to each other. They're called conjugated double bonds. And what that does is that sort of attracts oxygen. When you have two double bonds very close to each other, it attracts oxygen. And oxygen is an aggressive molecule. It attacks the bond and destroys the molecule. And so if you have two double bonds next to each other compared to just one all by itself, the oxygen is like something like 9 billion times more likely to attack, right? And so if you have three double bonds in a row, then you're just magnifying it beyond like normal numbers that we even have words for. And the fish oils, they have the most, the longest one of the fish oils, I think has like five double bonds, all very close to each other. So, so there's basically that thing is so unstable that it rarely makes it off the shelf before 
just being gone. And it doesn't just politely disappear and evaporate. It actually very often will turn into somewhat toxic compounds. So this is a serious issue. I mean, we're people, we have people who are consuming fish oils and they're actually getting some toxic compounds if it's a low quality, especially if it's a low quality uh, fish or cod liver oil. And they've, they've done studies on that as well. And I cite some of them and uh, denutrition. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with the amazing Dr. Kate Shanahan. She is incredible. You could find more information about her in the podcast notes down below. There's links to get her books, Deep Nutrition, Fat Burn Fix, and Food Rules. You could also see her website down there. And also check out the sponsors for this episode of the Keto Camp Podcast. If you got any value from this conversation with Dr. Kate, text this to a friend copy and paste the link, put it in a text message, and please leave the Keto Camp Podcast a rating and review on Apple Podcast. Thanks so much for listening to the entire episode of the Keto Camp Podcast. I'll see you on the next one. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Benazadi, disclaim responsibility from any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own. And this podcast does not accept responsibility of statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or non-direct interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.